All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the show. Busy day, so you sit in for our five-hour show that we have put together for you today. Uh, welcome, Yorkie and Bobby. Five hours. Yeah, yeah <laughs> nothing, uh, just another day, another day in Ottawa, Bob. It's another yeah. day in Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. Nothing uh, to chat about. If this uh, was five yeah. years ago, it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, Dave Poulin is standing by, so I want to get to him right away. And first, uh, before we bring him in, I just want to read the statements from Shane Pinto and from the league and from the Sens, if you haven't heard. Of course, Shane Pinto today was announced that he's going to serve a 41-game suspension. Uh, it is the longest suspension ever handed out in league history for sports betting. Um, so today, the National Hockey League announced that it suspended NHL player Shane Pinto for 41 games for activities related to sports wagering. The league's investigation found no evidence that Pinto made any wagers on NHL games. The NHL considers the matter closed, absent the emergence of new information, and will have no further comment. Uh, the Sens put out, we were made aware of the National Hockey League investigation into this matter and additional information was made available to the club upon the completion of the league's investigation yesterday. Shane is a valued member of our hockey club, an engaging, intelligent young man who has made poor decisions that have resulted in a suspension by the National Hockey League. We know he is remorseful for his mistakes. They went on to say they support him and the NHL rules on gambling. Uh, they are saddened to learn of the issue. And when the time is right, the league's with the league's blessing, we will welcome him back and the organization and embrace him as one of our own. And then finally, Shane Pinto releasing his own statement. I want to apologize to the National Hockey League, the Ottawa Senators, my teammates, the fans, and the city of Ottawa, and most importantly, my family. I take full responsibility for my actions and look forward to getting back on the ice with my team. Well, that won't be until the earliest would be January 22nd, I believe, and they play at Philadelphia, game number 42. Um, so 
as we do that, boys, I just want to welcome in uh, our good friend, uh, TSN analyst, longtime NHL player, executive. The guy has done it all. So, and he's a Selkie winner. Um, Dave Poulin into the show because he he just brings the voice of reason, as we always say. Uh, Pooley, nice to see you. Can't hear you. Okay. We'll figure that out and get back to you. Gavin will figure it out somehow. Um, guys, I just, what's your reaction to what happened uh, today? And the only thing I've, so I've learned a couple, well, been told a couple things. And, I, and so this is all kind of new coming out. So one of the things I heard is that the NHL is very clear that he didn't wager on games, but what mm -hmm. might have been happening is he was providing information. And that's what may have been ultimately what the result was is that how they found out providing information as in his team's missing a player or something could be anything could be could be on any because like, you guys know throughout the national hockey you know who's injured what's going on doesn't have to be your own team i don't know who or how or what information i don't even know they provided it but that's what i'm okay. led to believe is that he provided information to a third party who then made bets huh. well I, I wasn't on my bingo card this morning. Um, no. So it's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And it, you've heard statements from both sides. And I think that, I think that that's the end of what we hear and everything else is just going to be speculation. And yeah. I, I was big because I originally read that he was going to appeal. It does not sound like he will. And nope. I, for me, like if I was Shane, I would want to say, look, this is, and this is exactly what I did. This is a mistake I made, but I want to make it perfectly clear. I did not wager on games. Um, I would just say I would want that full transparency if I was him. Um, but it doesn't sound like we're going to get that. So I, I didn't see it coming. I'm still kind of, I was thinking about all day. Like, what do we, what do we say about it? Right. Um, well, well that's just it because like, decision, you know, <laughs> it's not it's a poor, yeah. and he's just such a young kid. You're like, ah, he yeah. made a mistake. He's going to pay for it. And, so it's yeah, well, yeah. first are, are they coming us for Bob for all the football pools we've been in and and uh, it's <laughs> like uh, I gotta like do some backtracking here. Uh, I, oh. I I played fantasy hockey uh, with my buddies from Idaho when I was playing. I, the only thing I was do, the only rule was that I wasn't allowed to draft myself. So I was like, did you? Did you no, nobody's did you drafting me anyway. I'm always hurt. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, I think people need to understand Shane Pinto's an exceptional young man. Uh, I know Wally, you've dealt with him a lot. Um, everybody I, I talked to within this uh, Sens organization can't say enough about this kid. He's a really good, high quality individual. Sounds like just made a poor judgment and he's going to like, he's going to sit here and then he'll, that's the good news. He'll sit, he'll be back that, but I just want to get that clear. This isn't a bad kid. This isn't a guy that's, um, you know, anything I've heard, anything negative about. So no, it's just, it's unfortunate, man. It's just really unfortunate. I was really hopeful something was going to get done here soon. You get him back in the lineup. So at least now there seems to be some clarification. Yeah, he'll be back and whatever. Well, it's the clock started. I guess that's what we've heard. Have we confirmed that? that it's, yeah, it's, it's, it goes to game one of this season. So he, he while he doesn't have to pay a monetary penalty, if you will, because he doesn't have a contract, yeah. he's still missing half a contract because when he signs, yeah. it'll be prorated back to uh when he, he was gonna he'll sign that, at some point oh, okay the, yeah the other rumor is december 1st because he's a uh yeah. we can bring in dave Poulin by the way uh gavin okay. if he's ready um the other thing is because he's an rfa december 1st it doesn't that doesn't play into this uh it just now becomes the contract and the suspension yeah. of yeah. january 20th Pooley, hi 
Gentlemen, hey, Pooley. Anything going on you. in Ottawa? Is there anything happening in Ottawa? No, it's no, it's a nice <laughs> nothing, day nothing, out. It walked the dog. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's about everybody. I, you know, when I see something like this, I look at the lawyers, right, and the way they worded it: activities relating to sports mm -hmm. wagering. That's really careful wording. Mm -hmm. They're not saying that he was betting on hockey they, they haven't said that and and they haven't even said it i think it'll all come out eventually mm -hmm. and and they did say there was no evidence that pinto wagered on nhl games so right 41 is a hammer without hammer. a question but i think he's sort of the first guy and they're going to hammer the first guy that there's yeah. any indication that anything's happening yeah. and they just are it's everywhere around us it's on all of our shows mm -hmm. you know you have everyone involved you got current players involved that's something in itself which is going to change in canada in february right yes You're allowed to have but, current players or foreign but players but the fact that you had current players involved shows what a revenue source it is for the league and shows how carefully they want to handle it, but they can't tolerate the player's involvement at all. Which is slightly hypocritical. It is. It's also the hugest <laughs> revenue source the NHL has found in how long? Like this is the yeah. to oh, everywhere sure. around it, right? Yeah. And, I mean, what is the sponsorship on the helmets? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It, and it is, but the, the issue isn't so much. Okay, there's everything that's around us. It doesn't mean we have to violate the league rules in order to participate. You know what I'm saying? Like, we still have to be accountable for our actions. No question about it. It's funny. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a gambler. And when people ask me about betting on sport or betting on, you know, across whatever sport, and hockey's hard to bet on all that, and I laugh. I played for really good teams. Like I was blessed. And a lot of nights I say to people, I would walk into my own locker room and look around and say, there's no way I'm betting on these guys. <laughs> They're really good teams. Just, you know, you go into some buildings and be strange nights and everything else. And holy smokes, way too many variables. Yeah. But this so one is something that clearly the league, this is a major statement. And you yes. can appeal it, but you're appealing to the guy who made the judgment. And so the appeal goes back to the commissioner of the league who settled it 41 games. Well, and it sounds like if and Pinto's apparently said he's not appealing it. And if that's the, like, he knows he's caught, he knows the evidence is overwhelming. Right. right? And so this is the, I'm sorry, I understand. And I will take my punishment and go. And that's, that's what I like. This is a pretty, whatever it is, is a pretty egregious error. I believe on his part. It is. It is. It's being the point man for your buddies is essentially what it is. Is he the only one has a job? Yep. Like they're all, are they all still in college or is he the only one yeah. with money? Um, he's the one with the most money. We know that. Yep. Um, you know, this is his college buddies or his high school buddies or whoever's involved here. And there's, I think it's more than just him, I would say. I mean, you walk into NHL locker rooms, everybody's got an NFL pool. Everybody's, you know, everybody's got goals and games oh. going on and, you know that it's huge. Bobby ran it. I did. I ran all, all of our. <laughs> I ran all of our pools: football, basketball. And you were uh, a popular guy because of it. Uh, I mean, it was, yep. You know, it was. Yep. 
and it, it's a they talk about team bonding and all those things it's all a part of it it and is I remember i remember playoff draft pools where we would draft teams and it would be like a four-hour extravaganza beside the pool in la yeah <laughs> yep. you're, you're wagering on I mean, you're 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 doing an auction style draft, and guys are Absolutely. guys are throwing five thousand dollars down on teams, and yeah. Um, Wait, Pooley, I and Bobby, I I played with a guy. I won't say his name. And and if we had a game on a Sunday afternoon, this guy was a mess because he had so much action on NFL games. He'd go in between periods. What's the score in this game? What's the score in that game? Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen. Like, we played religiously in Anaheim on Sundays at five o'clock, and. Um, every time we had a pregame skate guys would lose their minds because it meant that they couldn't start the 10 a.m. games by watching. We had the pregame skate. So yeah, I think we've all seen a couple players like that. Uh, a couple of things. And Pooley, I want to get to talking about the sense. And I, this wasn't part of uh, our discussion when we uh, originally lined you up and I don't want to take your time on it too much. Um, one of the things uh, people are saying is that this was all part of the plan. The Tarasenko and all those signings were well before this. Uh, I believe this really heated up two weeks ago, if you will. Remember Shane Pinto came to town? Yes. And he abruptly left, and he was supposed to skate the next day, but he was gone after the Monday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all that trade rumor stuff about Philadelphia and whatever just went silent, and that's when it all started to come together. So right. all it, he was still under cap hell well before this investigation started. Yes. So that's the only thing I want to talk about. People are all saying, well, this was part of the plan. This was not, not a chance. A, at all part of the plan. Not a um, as if Ottawa didn't need any more things to talk about, Pooley. This is a team that I know I know we're six games in, but I need a little more excitement from you, Dave. Is the sky falling? The sky is not falling. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's not. But the problem is you have cumulative years now with similar starts. I don't think this is the same team as it was last year or, the, or two years ago or three years ago. This is a better team. And so much more should be demanded. And right now, it's kind of funny. If you had won the last game against Buffalo, you'd be sitting at four and two right now thinking, okay, well, things are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the one game, and it was the last game. But because it was Detroit and because it was Buffalo and – you know, two teams that you're on the arc with and you know you're going to be competing with those two teams for the next six or eight years, that's more important. But it's because of the starts of recent years. And the inflection point is right now. It is right now. They've been sitting right at this exact same juncture and gone south three straight years. Right. So that's why the magnifying glass is on it. And that's why it has to change and it has to change now. And, you know, the new ownership group, I mean, you don't, Mike Landlauer, you don't have the success he has without evaluating properly. You don't make rash decisions. You don't come in and look at something and say, I'm changing that or I'm changing that. You evaluate, you ask questions, you say, okay, like, you know, the the Pinto situation, how do we arrive here? But step by step, like at, at each step, and I want a full explanation at each step. Okay, what were we thinking? We had $5 million left, we make the tariff sinker decision what was in play at that point that didn't happen? Now, it very well could have been, oh, we were trading X and Y to that team. We did our Tarasenko deal, and then that team pulled out. Like something like that could very well be on the table. You see that kind of stuff. It would shock you guys that you would say, well, they agreed to it. Until a deal is done, it's not done. 
Right. So I would want an answer like that. Like, I hope there's an answer like that because that's the only thing that would make sense that that money was spent. When that money's spent, you got nothing left in the wallet. You go to the grocery store, you have nothing left. Yeah. That can't be the way it was. It can't. Yeah. It simply can't. And so those are the kind of questions that I would be asking, and I'm sure they're asking. But, you know, in terms of building a hockey club, this is a good club. I mean, they have built a very good club. Are there been missteps along the way? Absolutely. Um, some of it you could say were resource motivated and that they didn't mm -hmm. have the proper resources to do deals they wanted to do or they didn't have you know and uh, you know if, if i were to talk to the pro scouts they might say well yeah we were told to go find a defenseman but it was within this bandwidth of money you know zero to zero point five like like no money but go find a left defenseman well you can't do that realistically so all those questions would have to be answered they just would and and that's these these management positions now, guys, are multiple, they're multiple layered. They're not the GM's job isn't a one person job anymore. It's just not. Yeah. There's there's it's too much. Yeah. It's way too much. Totally agree. So what are you watching for then for Ottawa to turn this around? Do they just have to play better defensively? Well, they need a save. And I like the tandem. And each one of them has played well through a game or two. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be Forsberg short-term. Uh, Corpusello take a little time to settle in, but it has to be one of them. It can't be, they can't both go south. And you can't say, well, you know, we don't have Art and Zub, so our defense is out of sync. They've got a better defense core as a whole than they've had. That's got to be better. It's up to the individuals. It, it flat out is up to the individuals. There's been points. You see the, the, come back within a three-minute period the other night and there's got to be points it's part mental and part hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I think, uh, and you guys can correct me if you disagree, or I think part of the reason the sky is falling in Ottawa is because of the style of the losses. The, the old system really looked like, well, they looked like the sends of the last couple of years, and that's not what fans wanted to see on the first home stand of the season. I think that's why we're talking so much and so aggressively about it. We talked about it in our in the group chat. They were back to the flybys, and um, 
and and back to just letting guys walk right in uh, untouched. Like, like the goalies are having to make way too many A style saves. Yeah, there's no question about it. And I, I would say, you know, you, you have to take a step back. I'd I'd have all positive film because mm-hmm. when they've been good, like that's that would be just my approach right now. I'm not going to revisit the last three years. I'm going to revisit everything good that we've seen in the first six games and then demand it of them. I'm not showing it to you to make you feel good. I'm showing it to you to demand that this is the way you play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, you, because you do, you cannot right now, you know, it, it's not the next game, the next three games, the next five games. It's right now. You can't let this slide away from you. You just can't. Right. And I'm not saying you lose the season in the first eight games. I'm saying you can't let it slide away because there's been a history of it sliding away. Uh, last question I want to get to before I ask you something about your career, and that is, you can temper this, and I'm, don't, I'm not trying to stir the pot. My point is, when you see the team continue to play the same way, there is concern about perhaps the message not getting through to these players. Would you make a change behind the bench, or is one perhaps needed? Um, I'd be asking the same hard questions of the coach and the coaching staff, and I wouldn't just limit it to the head coach. Um, you know, I think a lot has to be demanded of the assistant coaches as well. You can say yeah. what you want about the head coach, but those assistant coaches, they're involved and they have to take responsibility, be it for the penalty kill or the power play or, you know, whatever the defensive structure is. I mean, a large part of it's up to them. It wouldn't be all on the head coach. Grant, it wouldn't. And I, and I agree. I, when I say coach, I, I do mean yeah. staff. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. This staff has been together for a while and I'm actually you know, not to point at one specific of them at all, but if you see around the league, like Sheldon Keefe, you know, Toronto's a pretty good team during the regular season. They changed a couple of their coaches. John Cooper does it all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. John Cooper brings in fresh voices. He just does. And, you know, so if you're going to have the same guy at the top, maybe you need a fresh voice at some point. Maybe Maybe it's another coach, not changing one, but bringing another one in. Right. And, and that's, and that's my point. And, and Bobby, you would have played for, for this coach, but the reason the Leafs won their first game was because Guy Boucher was in Sheldon Keefe's ear to pull the goalie with six minutes to go or five minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And they were down by two. There's no way Sheldon Keefe's doing that. Yep. But you can see on the bench and then they score the goal. Then they score the second goal. Now they're going to win a hockey game. And I think, that is absolutely Guy Boucher that gets that credit for being aggressive. And, and he doesn't have any history of Sheldon Keefe. He's in his ear saying, we got to do this. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's something it's, that it's, you would look at. It's, as a, well. it, it's a great point, Pooley, because being a defenseman, you're not really coached by the head coach. You've got mm-hmm. your little group of six down there and you got your, you got your rule. We always had back there. Never trust a forward. And you're, you're, you're <laughs> all in there. It's, yeah, you know, Bobby, I probably could trust you. You're a Selkie winner, but you know, Bob, I, don't know but, I, I, uh, I was headed north. <laughs> you were open, though. Yeah, I was always Bob's open. 7 11, 7 11. But you know, you do your D forward splits. The D go down to one end, the forwards go down the other end. And there is so much specific talking as a group and coaching done by, and, and now more so than ever, guys. So, yeah, it's a great point, Pooley. You look around the league, yeah, there's there's always little tweaks being made. And I know Ottawa brought in Ben Saxon, but he's a young guy still learning. But, yeah. you know, he, 
like I look at uh, it's never never a bad idea to bring in a new fresh voice with something different, right? Well, let's face it, there's more resources now too, Jason. There, you know, yeah. there's more resources oh, yeah. to do things like that. Look at size the size of some of the staffs. Yeah, how big yeah. they are and how many people are involved. Yeah. Uh, quickly, Pooley, I know we got like ten minutes. I want to make sure I get this in. So uh, we have a new segment, and I've made you the focal point of our new segment. Uh, it's called Wendy's. Did you know? Uh, brought to you by Wendy's and the new Survivor Pool the, with DF Daily Faceoff that's coming out, dailyfaceoff.com. They will have the new Survivor Pool. Download the Wendy's app. Uh, and of course, did you know they have a brand new uh, bacon barbecue, bacon cheeseburger on their menu? So, um, Pooley, did you know, well, you would know, uh, in your first NHL game, you scored two goals. The, you opened the scoring. It was against the Leafs, uh, the Flyers against the Leafs. And you, of course, you being uh, from Timmins, you would have been happy to play against the Leafs, I'm sure. Uh, you scored the opening goal, and then you scored the game winner, uh, which was shorthanded. And you were fifth all-time in the NHL in shorthanded goals. So we should have expected it from the game in the first game. 39 shorthanded goals all-time. Um, you are a Selkie winner and a King Clancy winner, all that stuff. Um, do, do you remember who assisted on your goals? And I'm sure you do, but Daryl Sittler assisted on your very first goal. And in the second goal, ended up being Pelly Lindbergh, who I know you were you were obviously very close with, um, was an assist on that as well. And Ilkas Dalla would have been the second assist on who's who's left us far too early as well. Both those guys. Yes. Um, Sittler had been my boyhood hero growing up in Toronto, and um, a funny story. We're in twelfth grade in '77, and the Leafs beat the Islanders. Huge upset in the playoffs. Huge upset. So we're all watching the game and the guys are like, Hey, let's go to the airport. Of course, we're going to go meet the team at the airport. So we get to the airport and the airport's crazy. You know, there's 10,000 people there. The Leafs won a playoff series and, uh, and beat the vaunted Islanders. And so I, of course said, well, let's just go to Sittler's house. I know where he lives. You know, it isn't a fuss. So four of us go to Sittler's house. We have a case of beer. We're sitting on his front lawn. The whole team comes back to Sittler's house. So we have won the lottery. Here's four <laughs> high school kids sitting on his front lawn. And so we're high-fiving everybody walking up the driveway. And, you know, this is great. We're, we're, we're hanging with the Leafs. So now flash forward five years later, Hitler scores on my first assist on my first goal. That's unbelievable. So, <laughs> what a story. But I, I come, I had come back from Europe. So I played four years at Notre Dame, then a year in Sweden, came back at the end of that year, got called up, undrafted, you know, free agent. Nobody has any clue who I am. They have no idea who I am. And never been to a training camp. So I get on the first of all, you have no idea where to sit on the bus, right? I joined the team that morning. You don't know where to sit on the plane. We're chartering home right <laughs> after the game. So I I find where Sittler's sitting. So I sit across him on the plane. I'm like, uh, I lean over and I said, uh, Daryl, um, I thought I had to introduce myself again. I'm the guy that you assisted on his first goals. <laughs> I said, did, did you not know we were going to be teammates? He's like, what do you mean? So I told him that story. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you we were going to be teammates. He could have invited us into the party. <laughs> so good. Did now, he remember the uh, the actual he, incident? He did remember it. He goes, come on, you weren't the kids sitting out in the front lawn. I'm like, absolutely we were. That's incredible. I love it. Where, hey, where did you play, if you don't mind, um, in Sweden? What city were you in? I was in Engelholm. I played for Rogla. Okay. okay. Which is a big club now. Yeah. But it was um, it was Division One then, not Elite Series. Okay. 
and they had just relegated from two to one. And I came in as the new import and we tore it up. Like we finished third in division one after just relegating. Yeah. And, but that year the rink burnt down. So we played in Helsingborg, um, which is a little town just, just off of there. All right. I was in Mora. Up oh there. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what they love their hockey, like the way they do the games over there is just different, isn't it? Yeah. They're doing a great job with that Rogla program now too. The Abbott brothers are there two kids that played college hockey at Cornell and their GM and coach. And, and a lot of guys are coming out of there. Marco Casper, the big draft pick. Yep. yep. The Red Wings is, is out of there and Volinder, the defenseman, they got a, a bunch of kids coming out of there. Yeah. It's not just for Lunda anymore, huh? No, for Lunda is the power though, boy. Yep. They are the Kings. Uh, hey, Pooley, uh, Pooley, for, for a sulky guy, you, you came in with a lot of snipes early in your career, right? Eh? Second year in the league, 31 goals. Yeah, you know, that was by by need more than anything. And Tim Kerr, for whatever reason, decided he wanted to play with me. And that's a pretty good guy to play with. Oh. And so he would he would tell me in the drills, skate with me in the drills. I'm going to tell the coach to watch us. And then he'd say, look, Dave Poole and I, we really, he passes the puck. He's like, I got to play with him. I got to play with him. And then they put Brian Prop. On the other side, who never met an offensive zone he didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had Timmy there. And so I wasn't, I think that might have been the most goals I ever scored in my life in the NHL. I had a couple 30-goal seasons. and but, but quite frankly, and I would tell people this, you know, we lose to the Oilers in the finals that in 80, well, 85 and 87. But 85, I was the first-line center. And people asked me about that. And I said, all I knew was the second line center on the other team was number 11. Yes. And the first line center was number 99. So I knew if I was the first line center, we weren't good enough to win. Just, I mean, just brutally honest. We weren't, you know, I wasn't anywhere near capable of that offense folk, but we got better when I got pushed down the lineup to a more comfortable position. And, you know, it didn't, it didn't matter if you called me one, two or three. And mm-hmm. when I got traded to Boston, I got traded for Kenny Linsman. And the first question they asked me was, do you mind if you're the third line center? And I said, do I get to go at every third shift? And the writer looked at me and goes, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I said, I don't care what you call me. I'm going to do what I do. Uh, I love it. But it was more more out of need at that point. And as we brought more offensive players in, we got a better team because I got to play a more reasonable role. Yeah, I love those old Philly teams. Won me a few hockey pools, Pooley. Well, they were teams, you know. <laughs> we had one Hall of Famer on those teams, Mark Howe. Yeah. And yeah. we're playing against a team with eight Hall of Famers. Oh, what a and, beauty, Mark. What a beauty, Mark Howe. I, got, I actually got to play with him. I think he was 41 years old. No I would never retire. Incredible what a, what a skater. So what a great – what and what a great man, eh? Yeah, terrific guy. I still see him quite regularly. And, and he's going to play in – there's a an old-timers game in Philly – but it's a, one of the full building games. Like okay. they're going to sell 18,000 seats or whatever. So they asked me to play it. I'm like, not a chance. <laughs> Take the option. <laughs> I'm way too smart for that. But how he's going to play, he'll be just fine. Oh, wow. <laughs> crazy. Um, Pooley, I, I told you we'd only keep you for 30 minutes. So I appreciate it. So I'll let you go. I know you got to prepare for tonight's game. So, um, take care of my friend. I would, I got lots of questions for you. So if I can bring you back, I do want to point out you were the very first guest on our show, which was October 31st last year. So nice. a year and you've come back. You've uh, been very good to us. So I appreciate all the stuff that you've done for me. The set looks great. Everything looks great, guys. Keep it going. Dude, thank thank you. 
Take care, See guys. You, Dave. You. Take care. There goes Dave Poulin. Uh, uh, very smart hockey mind. I, yeah. At a managerial Probably. level, he's extremely smart. And yeah. he's a lot more well-connected than people know. Like, he knows oh, everybody. God. Yeah, he probably seems like a guy that everybody wants to be around. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Just a good person. Anyway, uh, thank those, you to Dave. Uh, I just remember when, because I was a kid when Pooley first came in the league and I, man, people don't have no idea. Cause you know, it's been a while. What a good player was when he played like two way guy you win with. Like he was uh, one of the best two way players of his time. He and Matthew Joseph have both done one thing. Uh, they both What's scored that? a five, three on five goal. <laughs> Hard to do. Yeah, it's pretty hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta uh, go right. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, let's get back to the sends. And that is tonight yeah. in Long Island. So Ooh. we're going to do a couple of things just to mix it up. Uh, and it's, first of all, we're going to get to the lock of the day because it's going to tie into uh, our hot and cold brought to you by DoorDash. So first, um, this show is a, and I understand today people are a little wound up about sports betting. However, our show being sponsored by a sports betting doesn't affect how other people decide and how they want to do, uh, how they prefer to do their betting. So I'm very appreciative of having Botano on board with us. It keeps, uh, keeps me with food on my table. Um, this show probably presented by Botano, go Botano, download the uh, award-winning app. Um, it is uh, Canada's sports leader, uh, live betting, bet builder, and special parlays as well. So tonight's lock of the day, gentlemen, they're in Long Island, two teams struggling right now. The Islanders 0-2 and one, the Sens have obviously struggled. Um, I'm going to start with Bobby because the smartest man in hockey is uh, lost last game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bob, how do you see this game playing out? There are two teams right now that need a win. Is Ottawa at all rattled by the Shane Pinto situation? I think I think they're probably. I, I'm not going to use the word rattled. I think they're distracted. Right. I think that there's a distraction that comes with it, but that'll, that'll go away by game time. Um, and they'll settle into their, their, their brand of game pretty quickly, but yeah. you know what, the, going in and I haven't played in the newer rink there. Um, it's just a hard building going to play them at home was always hard for, for me Islanders. I thought they always played well at home, uh, particularly in a smaller building that they were in for that is Nassau. Um, yes. Yeah. I used to hate playing Love- there. It was just a hard building. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 a little more modern now, but I'm gonna two teams that I'm not playing. I, uh, man, I, I'm taking the Islanders tonight. I think that there's a lot going on. I wanted to take the Sens because I thought maybe getting away from home, getting on the road, having a nice mm. dinner with your teammates, getting into a, a different kind of rhythm, um, would help. But you throw this in, I, I think there's just a distraction to the day. I'm gonna take the Islanders at home, and I'm in first place. I mean, we're tied for first place, so I like my pick. <laughs> I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm running away with it. The smartest man in hockey is going to be trailing all year. Uh, <laughs> I'm going last this time. I want to see who Wally okay. picks. Well, first of all, I would say take the under. I don't think that this is going to be a high-scoring game when it comes to the New York Islanders, but maybe I'm wrong. They have given up, I think, 15 goals in the last three games, but I still think this is going to be a plotting game. Um, yeah, I agree. So they both need the win, but, boy, I just think and, – and, and the reason I asked you that, Bobby, is because – I'm not in the room, and we all think on the outside that this is obviously going to rattle everybody, but most guys are like, well, it doesn't really impact me, and I don't think about it when I'm on the ice. Um, You're right, and there's a couple guys going, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, there's a maybe there's a few people that are happier with it. Um, 
I'm going to take the New York Islanders because Ottawa doesn't play well in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, we're going together, Bob. I like it. I used, I used to love playing in New York. I loved that building. I guess when I was playing, though, the Islanders weren't very good. Um, they had the fishers. They had the fish sticks uniforms back in your day. Captain Highliner. Yeah, I think they did. They were terrible back then. I always loved the ice. Was always good there. No idea how it is now, but uh, I really don't like how Ottawa. There's certain habits in their game right now that they need to break. Had a day off yesterday. I'm sure they went over the game. Yeah. I don't think the Pinto thing is going to be a distraction right now. I'll tell you one guy like. Ridley Gregg now knows he's got a long time and and to, to play and really cement himself into this lineup. Yeah, like, and and he's been playing. I think he's been playing some great hockey. So, I think the Islanders really need to win this game. If the if if Islanders lose this game, shit's going to hit the fan in New York. I like their goaltending. I think they're going to batten down the hatches. I'll go. I'm going to take New York too. I I just I think Ottawa loses this one and they beat Pittsburgh. Wally's chat's blowing up right now. And not a lot of people are happy with the three of us. But well, you can you can see it though. That's the problem. And and Pooley's yeah. right. They could have been four and two going into this game. And yeah. And and you know what? Mentally, that may change them. And we may be picking Ottawa to win in New York. But yeah, I just I don't like the way they look right now. I, I think either. it's a I think it's like a four three loss in overtime or a shootout or something like that. I think it's going to be close. I can't, I, I'm I'm on the fence because they're both New York's playing worse than Ottawa is right now. But man, what, I went uh, over. The, I sorry, Bob, go ahead. No, no, sorry, you were speaking. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just wondering what the record was last year on the road for the Sens. Probably not. Great. I will. <laughs> I'll tell you shortly, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah. So I, sorry, York, I cut you right off, man. No, I was just. <laughs> I just—I wasn't going to say anything important. I just—I <laughs> just uh, the just—I just got flybys on the brain right now. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about how Ottawa's playing right now. There's so much space between their forwards and their D. Like, I know they like to get that forward fly in the zone, but so many guys on the wrong side of the puck, and like, just you're good. En- you're good enough. You're good enough to win if you just be patient and mm-hmm. play. And just play on the right side of the puck instead. Always kind of, you know, sometimes Bob in a game where the forwards in the neutral zone and it's a 50 50 puck and you go on the offensive side and hope it comes to you. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. I did it. I did it for 14, 15 years, whatever it was. Um, so yeah. and, like maybe and, somebody will bump it up to me. <laughs> right. And then it, it's great when it works, but right yeah. now it's not, yeah. but right now it's not working. No, they need to, they, they, the term blanket, they, they're, they're way too spread out. I find they they weren't real good the last couple of games of being in that five foot support space. It felt like a lot of guys were on their own on an island. Yeah. So just I just wanted to give Bobby the update. Last year on the road, Ottawa 15, 21, and five. Yeah. In their last 10 road games, they were one eight, sorry, one, six, and three. Yeah. So that's and they haven't the last win they had on the road. Here we go. For this is for Saturday. The last time they won on the road was April 20th, sorry, March 20th in Pittsburgh. There we go. Yeah. I remember the, the, that game actually. You remember that one? Yeah. I remember because I we all took Pittsburgh because we were like, the boys are reeling right now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Two one. I, I, you know, I think if 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 Ottawa is gonna win this, like it's yeah. I can see them winning, but but the third or the second, whatever line you want to call it, Norris, Batherson, and Kubalik, they need to have a night. They need to have a night. 
Like it's, yeah. uh, and it's a little, it's a little unfair for Josh because he's still getting into game speed and he's still getting like, it takes a while. Like you can't just magically pop it back into the lineup. I just don't like some of the things, like I said, where you are on the ice, like just goals will come. All that stuff will come. Just be on the right side of the puck, be on the right side of the puck and good things will generally happen for you. I agree. And it, it, you have to play a smart road game. And that's why I asked the record last year. Cause I know that they had to, that's the problem is that last year they got down early a lot and they had pace a lot. And that, that gives you an overall record. You can talk about special teams and systems and coaching. You got to find ways to generate points on the road. You, mm -hmm. A lot of nights, if you get one, you can walk away think, thinking you stole one on the road. Um, but they, that's going to be a major part of this season for them is finding ways to grit games out when they don't have the last change when they don't get, when they get down by one or two, don't go, let's not chase, let's play our system. Um, and let's continue to get back in the game. So that's probably something we should keep an eye on. eh? well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that I will, I will track that for you. But here's the thing. I have a little bit of positive. This show has been a little bit negative. So I got some <laughs> positive stuff, uh, going into this game perhaps. And that is, um, Ottawa's defense they used to never put up points very well. They, they, they struggled. This yeah. group has struggled as a whole for years defensively. Right now, they're fourth in the league in points, and they're tied for first overall in goals from the blue line. Um, and so my guess or my question to both of you, and we'll start with Yorkie being the offensive right-handed shooting defenseman, mm -hmm. how important it is to see production from the back end. Well, you've got guys back there that that's that's what they that's what they're good at like chikrin's been a guy that scored goals over his career sanderson is well i i don't think anybody saw this coming this fast from him Man. so they're they're both they're both on heaters to start the season off yep. that that shot of chikrin that release is fantastic for a defenseman he seems to have a knack for jumping in like coming in from the point and I think he's got one or two goals where he's the one for sure where he's come in and batted in a rebound, but he's just got a he has real nice timing when to jump in. And I really like him offensively. Uh, and it's, it's, it's crazy too. Cause I don't think Shabbat has scored yet. Has he? I think he, uh, no, just has, just has uh, yeah, there we go. He just has the three assists, but uh, no, it's good. Like that's, it's really tough to create offense in NHL right now, unless your defense come in as that second wave and Ottawa's got, they got three guys that can do it extremely well: Shabbat, Sanderson, and Chikrin. Not well, just, too many. Not too many people have the luxury of three guys that can skate like that. And if you compare it to last year, after six games, yeah, uh, completely different. They had two goals. Now they've got seven. They have mm -hmm. they had, mm -hmm. what, twenty points last year, um, yeah. or sorry, twenty points this year. They had uh, fifteen last year. Not even. But but I will 12. say this: the offense aside, as a group. They need to. They need to be a lot better in front of their own net. Mm -hmm. Just like it's just, it hasn't been good and, enough yet. It hasn't been. And good DJ enough. said that. Yeah, he was very clear to point that out after the last game. Yeah. Um, yeah. That you know what? That's going to lead me right into our hot and cold segment because uh, I think it's right where you're at at this particular point. Um, the DoorDash hot and cold segment. So I just want you to know if you haven't already, download the DoorDash app. Uh, and help with maybe even dinner for tonight. Uh, open it up for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25, all uppercase letters, by the way, that's 25% off, up to a $10 value, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code NATION25. 
25. Don't forget, that's code NATION25 for your first 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada. Subject to change. Terms apply. Okay, boys. For hot and cold today, I knew that we were going to have a tight show, so we've dropped it down to one. And really, there is one major concern, Yorkie. Okay, this is my my choice, the one I sent you earlier. Uh, okay, it, well, I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Uh, it's just numbers wise; it doesn't look good numbers wise right now. If you look at what the Ottawa Senators' goaltenders have done over the past few games, um, look at the big front. The big one for me that jumps out off the page is look at the save percentage seven six six. Like, I don't care who you are as a team if you've got a 766 goal percentage <laughs> you're not winning too many hockey games and i know that the balance is some fluky goals but yeah. they need both their goaltenders to step up and if they're going to win this hockey game i said the third line or the second line whatever we'll call it the norris line they need to be better but first and foremost they need some good goaltending on the road if, if you want to win you can't have a 766 goals against average i know forsberg played really well to start the season but i can only go off what i've seen here in the last few games corpusella had, had a tough one tough two and forsberg so that's now was three games in a row where your goaltenders haven't been they've been outplayed by the other team's goaltender and usually yep. when that happens you don't win and which is too bad because we've seen them at stretches in games like exactly they're they've good kept goals. ottawa in it exactly yeah. it's it's bob it's well, as a goal scorer, it's the the time of when these goals go in, and that's yeah, that's a lot more harmful than than it's it's always timing. It's when you let a bad one in, it just deflates you as a team. Yeah, and it it does. And and to the other points with the special teams, I'm not worried about the power play at all. That they're going to click. Um, yeah. they're just not seeing pucks in the net right now. I, I'm a little. I don't know about you. The penalty kill doesn't look good. Um. No guys. And, and is that Zub? I mean, he, he's a good penalty killer and he helps and missing him hurts. But at the same time, I, I feel like their guys, they get pulled out way too high. Um, whereas a lot of times that defenseman is not shooting from the middle of the ice, unless he's got a crystal clear lane, he's just a distributor, right? Mm -hmm. Guys are going way too far out to, for yeah. me to, to confront the guy at the blue line when he's the least dangerous, unless he's on a one timer. So um, you know, four goals in your last seven attempts. Like that's, I, I don't know what that statistic tracks to, but <laughs> it's not good. So, um, I, they got to clean it up. They have to clean it up. And the only way you can do that by staying out of the box for one, because they've taken some unnecessary penalties, some chintzy ones too mixed in, but, um, stay out of the box and, and just what, when all else fails, you know, tighten up the box and get to the center of the ice, yeah. right? Like just, yeah. just deflect to the outside. They're not doing enough of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then let's be honest here. Brandstrom's a really nice puck moving defenseman and yeah. he's, that's his strength. He's playing in the wrong role. He's not, he's, yeah. but what else are you going to do? Like he's not on your power play. So if he's not on your power play, you have to find a role for players, right? And it's yeah. not, listen, I'm not blaming him for anything here. Like it's, it's a team thing, but I just, I just think he's very miscast with his role with the Ottawa centers, but what else are you going to do? You got to, you got to put him you in situations. Kill. Otherwise he's playing eight minutes a game. If, if you're not killing and you're not on the power play, then what are you doing? So you're in a tough just, spot. Yeah. It's a tough spot, like little tiny stick, not a big guy. That's, 
usually not a good recipe for penalty killing. Before we go, I, I, I got a question. We always talk about when you guys end up in, and I say you guys, I mean NHL players, end up in losing streaks. We come back to you later and we're like, what's happened? And you're like, well, sometimes you can be playing and playing and winning hockey, but you see the bad habits creep in and that's what ends up leading to losing streaks, right? So are we seeing them start? Is it too early yet to see them start to turn that around and then they start the good habits and then they claw their way out? Are we seeing any of that right now? Do you... Do you guys understand what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I understand what you're talking about. And um, and I, I think I guess to answer the question, the bad habits came back the last two games for sure. They were guilty of puck chasing. They were guilty of chasing a game that didn't need to be chased early on. And that leads to, you know, when you're down by one or two, there's a little bit of a sense of panic as time's running out. But then you get down by three and four because of it, right? Um, because you're chasing the game. So if I'm DJ and I know uh, Dave said he would be showing positive film, but if I'm DJ, I'm, I'm showing clips of that. And it's not to single anybody out, but it's to say, Hey, this is the team that we were last couple of years. This is the team that needed to, to chase games because we weren't good enough to be in them. Now we are good enough. I would be showing clips of guys on the wrong side of the puck. As Yorkie said, um, I would be showing guys. And I hate this way cheating the game, but I would cheating for offense. I think there's a little bit of that going on and um, and you can't win like that in the long term. So there, there's time to stamp that out. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think you it's can. Fun, yeah. Yeah. fun hockey to play, though. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah. um, I loved I think, it. Well, the problem was Randy Carlisle, Bruce Brudio, none, none of those guys liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You usually, uh, usually don't win that way. But yeah. if you want to look at a positive, you look at how Ottawa finished last game. They they made it they made it close. They showed their team that's going to be resilient. It's going to battle to the end. They do. We haven't even talked about Kachuk's fight today. Like I know you and I oh. talked about it yesterday, Wally. But did you did you see Alex Tuck's face? Holy shit! How about that? <laughs> last, those last two punches. Ooh. Yeah. And hey, we we were all right. There's no way he was getting suspended for that. That is that is uh, Tuck maybe not quite as willing, but it definitely was an instigator penalty. The league got it right on rescinding it, but. That's a good sign for me. You got your captain, you got your leader. He says, this isn't good enough. Um, and all of a sudden, Ottawa just started, it's like they're shot out of a cannon after that. And they they were 35 seconds left in the game with a power play and almost got it tied up. So that's a, that's a great sign for me. So if you want to look at positive, carry that over into tonight's game and start on time and, and come out like that. Come out with that piss and vinegar, being hard to play against, but at the same time, not taking needless risks and, and needless hope plays. Use the emotion with a smart game. And I I would like to sense chances. I just we'll see if they do it. Yeah. I think I think DJ is gonna have them firing today. Especially 100%. after you know a day off and and a, yeah. a good hard pregame skate today. He'll be the energy level is gonna be high tonight, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so are you changing thing? your pick now? I was just thinking about it. Uh, yeah. I was just the show's not it. over. You do I, have, you know what, until the end of the show. You change taking the sends. I'm taking the sends. Oh, I love yeah. it. Uh, we just yeah. talked in there. You two negative guys. <laughs> There's got to be some damn positivity. I'm taking the sends. Oh, I love I'm it. On the road. Hold yeah. on. I might you know what? Though, my, too. My, I might have talked myself into it too. Yeah, I don't care. I, the pre workout oh. I took when we got sat down is kicking in. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling positive. All right. Um, Okay, I got one more thing before we go, and uh, we're on the topic of fighting. So, uh, Bobby, before we do that, 
I need you to help our good friends at BEI with uh, with all their topsoil and aggregate needs. <laughs> all right. Yeah. The show is always brought to you by our good friends at BEI. Yorkie doesn't do ad reads anymore, eh? Not, not at uh, all. Well, That's I'll get terrible. to that in a sec. All Bob right. loves BEI. But I do, uh, because they're helping to shape Ottawa Valley. So when you're planning your next project, consider them for your aggregate supply needs. You can find them at bonisherexcavating.com or at 613-432-1120. As always, please slow down in construction zones. And big thank you to BEI. And Free free Fry Hockey is back. (laughs) They're back. (laughs) So the reason I don't have you do these read ads yet for Wendy's and DoorDash is because you have to like you gotta you gotta read stuff yeah i can't read <laughs> so hey if you send them over i'll print them out but usually when you're uh usually when you're reading them i'm on a putting green in bermuda <laughs> so, see? so <laughs> you know what next on monday i will get to these all right okay gavin get, uh we'll fire up the video here in one sec so yorkie you said on the last show i believe about fighting lyle odeline so oh we went so we already showed this last year. No, not on my show. No? All right. So uh, here is now. I, I wish I had the clip from you last show because I think you said you you did okay or you held on. Well, I I didn't get I didn't get killed. That's what I said. Okay, we I, have this Zapruder film. It's so old. It looks I, like I, it's shot by a I don't know what. Anyway, uh, Gavin, do you have it? Yeah. Here we go. Devils leading 3-1. He's Watch in the back. The main boat there we go. He, cut, he comes right for me. Jason York, for reasons <laughs> we're not quite aware of, oh. goes on for quite a bit. God. And as it goes towards the Ottawa goal. Hold the jersey. Hold the jersey. Yeah, yeah. I am up. <laughs> watch my, watch my goalie here, Bob. The, uh, the gets the glove, yeah. puts it on his head. Here's some. Use the stick. Hey, get up. This is the best clip we've had on this show. <laughs> you know, why I, was he uh, so mad? Because I, I, because back then, back then, if you called a guy out or said something, you had to fight. Like, like that's what was that? He's especially a guy like that, like Odie. I, and the funny thing is, I met Odie after that when we were tired. Great guy, went for beers. But I said something to him. I forget what I said, and he snapped. And then he said, "You're going to get me later in the game." And then he waited for a scrum. And grabbed me out of the scrum. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> and there's something when we played New Jersey because we also had a five on five one night. Uh, one of our oh, guys, yeah. Andre Ro- Andre Waugh, ran Scott Niedermeyer like right through the boards, and five on five right after that. And they had like Odeline was on the ice. This guy, Christoph Alawa, Randy McKay, Danico. and Danico. And Danico's looking around like a monster, and he sees me and just grabs me. Oh, well, here we go again. <laughs> but like, it's refs didn't come in then. It's like they, no. like, but what happened to the fighter rule of not hitting you while you're down? No, come not on, back guys. Then. <laughs> you know, guys will guys will rip your eyes out, scratch you. <laughs> like, like, guy, like, it wasn't like you weren't you weren't like talking to guys before the game. I I ran into Dale uh, Doug Gilmore a couple weeks ago. And this is kind of a funny story. I, I I was chatting with Doug about how much guys actually hated each other back then, and it was it was true. Like you weren't you didn't talk to guys before games. There was no talking after. There was no social media, so guys really couldn't connect. Yeah. Um. But and if your coach ever saw you talking to their team, you're in big shit. But it was just it was a real hatred with other teams. That's uh, 
What do they say? Hate's good for hockey. <laughs> I had a, I, I got a great comeback for that, but we I, we can't use it. <laughs> you can't use it. Oh God! Uh, I, it, we should get Damian Rhodes on the show and ask him about that particular play. The goal, he's the goalie in the video. <laughs> He, he was no help to you. I, I would absolutely love to see what his thought process was there. <laughs> Rhodesy. Oh, yeah. Rhodesy was that type. He was very, he was the strong, silent type. Oh, great guy, though. Great guy. Uh, so did you, did you and Lyle Odeline talk about the fight? That guy's, that guy's been in like 250 fights in his life. I know, but I would Probably think he'd remember, remember the one where the guy didn't ever hit him. No. I think he'd remember more of when he actually fought like a real tough guy and was like toe to toe and, and he was nervous about getting hurt. Like there was like, I'm telling you that, that era in the nineties, there was legit guys. Like I'll take a guy like Ryan Reeves, for example, if he knew he had to fight every single night, it'd be a little different mindset when you know, like, yeah, you, you might not be saying that. all the stuff you're saying nowadays when you know you got to face. Oh, I got Probert tonight. I got Tony Twist the next night. I got Lyle Odeline. I got Stu Grimson. I got Denny VL. Like, Ugh. every single night, you know, you got to fight. So that's why I have so much respect for these guys back then. Like, their job was very tough mentally because you had to fight. Just like it's like almost like Gladiator. It's yeah, well, yeah. They, they did the movie, right? They did the movie about it, which was, yeah. It was it was completely insane, Bob. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was good. I, I I do remember, like you just you knew at just at what point in the game was there when's really it coming to fight? Yeah, when's it coming? And heaven forbid if you actually did hit one of the star players on the other team, like there was real trouble. There was real trouble coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Uh, we are going to uh, get out of here for now, but coming up next week, possibly big, big guest. Big, big okay. guest. Oh, big. Big, right. big guest. We're still waiting for confirmation, but it looks like big, big guest. Oh, um, and if you're looking to get a hold of us and you don't know where we are for some reason, uh, this is our this is our credit or this is our business card. So what we're it, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Bobby's what, a big TikTok guy. Uh, what is that? What is the other one? <laughs> uh, that's Threads. That's the Instagram Threads. That's wait, taking wait. over for well. Okay. X. Well, why is my upper body so small? <laughs> <laughs> that's after the fight weird? with Odeline. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a small budget okay small budget hey bob uh, you're gonna love you're gonna love our guest for next week he's such a beauty is yes, somebody gonna let me know or am i gonna be no. flying blind like those the viewers well you'll do as much preparation from now until then as you would oh. if we told you fair, <laughs> yeah. fair. 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 Uh, all right I, we'll uh we'll announce it when we have him locked in and then we'll tell you so I'm, I'm headed to, I was, you know what? I was shooting guns with the Preds all day yesterday. The Nashville Predators had a clay shooting gun. That's what they do in the South. Instead of a golf tournament, it's a gun shooting yeah. tournament. So Shoot I guns. Was, yeah. I was like, I got to go get some, I got a little bit of color yesterday uh, <laughs> outside what Cody Bass and I were uh, partners. Not a good day for the boys. <laughs> how's, your, how's, your, how's your, how's your shooting? Not very good. Not, Not good? good. I don't track the clays well, but um I'll be, I'm going to get better. I live here now, America. <laughs> you got you to gotta learn how down here. Well, it's so funny. My my kid is in Atlanta, in Atlanta. He's like, yeah, we're going to the gun range. I'm like, oh, God. He's going to love it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I've lost him. 
doing the pole shooting stuff? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to know. It's a lot of fun. It's we. It's like a golf course. You get in a golf cart, go to the next hole. They what? Got different, yeah, I. It's Nashville's Gun Club. Like the guy yells "pool," and you, you know, you got them coming out of different areas. Yeah, it's very interesting. If there's somebody on the next hole, are they at all in danger of being hit? <laughs> That's what, my first question when I got there. I was like, "Wait, what do you mean? Is it a double-sided <laughs> range?" But. Um, no, you're the way they design it's really, really interesting. And um, you're shooting buckshot stuff, so it's just going up in the air. It's nothing killer. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, we will, uh, well, let us know how it goes. Okay. I'm already done. I'm going that now. I'm going to the golf course for the weekend. So I'll see you guys on Monday. Oh, <laughs> see nice, you, everybody. Nice. Enjoy, enjoy the yeah, game tonight. We'll talk. Yep. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.